How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Digos, or you call me Ghost, officially Lance Smith. But welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the channel of War Mr. Depression, where I talk about everything I go through, fighting depression, anxiety, also uh, my own life, and what I'm what I'm challenged or faced with when coming, be trying to become one of the big streamers in the world. It's a process and a dream that I've always had since I was little. But guess what? You can have anything you want, right? That's the mission. Today, I want to talk about self-awareness, right? Because one of the things I realized while driving to work today was self-awareness is one of the biggest keys to everything you want in this world. And it's not, it's not some kind of big like hook you can go and be like, oh, that's, you know, blah, 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 this, this, and that, right? It's about self-awareness. And I'm going to use my personal experience of uh, me not using my self-awareness and not actually being aware of who I am and what I am. So for those of you who don't know, I used to weigh 265 pounds, about 50%, I think it was 55% body fat, maybe 6% body fat. And I had, I was in the process, I was fixing to start losing weight because I got interested, not interested, I was, I wanted to join the army. I felt like I didn't have a choice. I felt like it was something I needed to do. I, I can't explain to you for the life of me why all of a sudden joining the army was what I had to do and joining the army was what I was going to do. I, I, I honestly like now that I'm older I sit here and think about it I'm like why why and and I think one of the reasons now that I'm becoming more self-aware about myself and everything I got going on with me is I think I wanted to do it because I believed I couldn't I looked at it as like an obstacle that I couldn't I couldn't overcome I couldn't get past it and then I I told myself and I, I remember telling myself this that if I couldn't get into the army I couldn't do anything if I couldn't make it into the army and successfully complete training, because you got to look at it before you go into the military, when you start looking at things, you think that like when you're looking at basic training, right? And you're, you're a person who's never been through basic training, your immediate thought process is it's impossible. Like that's not for me, right? It's like, there's no way I can do that. How can I do that? Unless you know somebody personally has been through it. They're like, oh yeah, it's not that bad, blah, blah, blah. I looked at it as like it was Navy SEAL training. I didn't know how I was going to do it. I didn't know if it was possible, if I actually could do it. You're talking about a kid who was overweight his entire life. Even when playing football, I was overweight. How could I do this thing that you have to lose? First of all, I had to lose. I, the, the goal weight was 100 pounds from where I really was, honestly. But I, I met this recruiter and I met him through the high school, right? Sergeant Matthews. And he told me, he said, um, he, me and him hit it off real quick or whatever. Oh, I didn't even see the first of that. First, I went to a Marine recruiter, right? Marine recruiters come to the high school, right? I go to the Marine recruiter, and he basically just looks at me like I've lost my mind. Because remember, I'm, I'm 260 pounds, and I think I, I would say my beginning of my senior year or the end of my junior year, I was 260 pounds of just fat. And he looked at me and I was telling him, I was like, yeah, man, I was like thinking about the Marines, blah, blah, blah. And he just kind of like brushed me off. You know why he brushed me off? Because he didn't see, there's no way I'd lose weight in time for me to get out of high school and go straight there to the Marines, right? So he looked at me that way and I was like, all right. I was like, okay, it's cool. It's whatever, you know, it's no, it's no big deal. Um, I had to think about the military for a little bit. And then, um, no, I, so actually the same day, this is what actually started, Matthews. But I, I didn't think nothing of it. I was like, well, you know what? Maybe the military is not for me. And I was like, maybe just not going to worry about it, you know? 
and then uh, I went over to the army army booth or whatever and it started Matthews. I've seen him at the school before, never talked to him, never really, you know, you know, never associated myself. My dad, uh, resource officer at the school, he's a police officer there. Um, he actually, you know, made has a pretty good relationship with Matthews and messing around and joking with him all the time. I just never thought to speak to him or whatever. You know, I usually speak to anybody if I if I meet him, but I never met him officially. Um, I went up to the army booth and we shook hands. He's like, "What's up, brother?" You know, blah blah. blah this is that. Well, a little over time, the few next few times he he come over to the high school, I was like, "Man, this guy's pretty cool." You know, I was hanging I was hanging out with him, talking with him at the school, and I told him I was like, "You know what? Like, what if I'm interested in like joining the army?" He goes, "Well, buddy, if you're interested in joining the army, you got a long way to go." He said, I'll be here every step of the way, but you've got to lose a lot of weight to get into the army. I said, okay. I said, how do I get started? Right. He goes, tell you what, you come up to the Warner Robins recruitment office. And he said, I will away you. And we're going to set a date or not. We're going to set a date that we're going to try to aim for, but we're also going to set your uh, goal weight. You need to be what you need to be body, uh, body fat percentage wise and everything. And we started, we started working on it. I started breaking it down like okay maybe this is getting serious i started to select like what what look at what kind of jobs i'd probably want to do uh what i want to do from here what i want to do from there but uh, he started breaking it down to me like i need to start eating better and you start working out and stuff like that and keep in mind like i'm sitting here thinking like i was like there's no way that there's no way that i can just like lose all this weight and join the army it looked at it looked at me as like this impossible task right and I believed with everything in my heart that if I couldn't do this, there was no way I could do anything I wanted in life. So I started talking to my dad about it. And my dad, Lord knows I love this man to death. He's He's been the best father for me that I've ever, ever had. But the only issue was, is my dad was like, I, I mean, I don't know if you, I don't think you're really going to do it. You say you want to do it, but I don't think you want to do it. And then I want to talk to you about it. Like I, and, and I started losing, I started, I started getting ready to do the process of losing weight. And my recruiter said, let's try to aim for two pounds uh, every two weeks. I said, okay, so a pound a week, I could do that, right? That's that's not bad. Um, the first, I would say the first couple of weeks, like I, I was working, but like half working at it, you know, not doing it full, like, or I would say not doing it full. It's just, I was kind of unaware of what to really do. So like the first two weeks, uh, first two or three weeks, I'm doing whatever I go in for my second week. This is my second week. So I go in for my second week weigh in. He's like, all right, sweet, man. You lost a pound. That's, you know, we're trying to aim for two, but the pound's good though. You know, at least you're starting to see progress. And I was like, I was like, wait, man, I might actually be able to do this. I was like, I, that's a pound. I could not, I can knock this out. It might take a little while, but I could do it. And, um, every two weeks from that point on, I started going harder. I started trying to do uh, hit training. I started going harder. Guess what? Every two weeks, two pounds, three pounds, two pounds, three pounds, four pounds, hit five pounds one time, and it just started falling off, right? But the problem was, is that while I was losing weight on my body and dropping pounds on my body, I wasn't losing the weight that I had on my mind. I never changed anything. My mindset, the only thing that changed from my mindset was the fact that I believed in myself more and I wanted to chase things. I, I, I started working harder for things that I wanted and I started to believe I could do those things. But you know what didn't change? The same fat kid that got bullied in middle school. Everybody gets bullied, right? It was so bad. I tried to commit suicide. Everybody knows my story. Everybody knows everything that I've went through at this point. It got so bad that I thought I got close to that. 
you know every kid gets picked on i mean it's 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 nothing that we can't change but this is before i went to the doctor and understood that i was born with depression and anxiety and it's like something it's basically terminal i'm not really gonna be able to get rid of it i don't think it's something i can get rid of at this point um but i didn't know i didn't know i had to, i didn't know i was diagnosed with depression i didn't know any of that so like my my parents kind of like like when i started getting sad i started getting upset stuff like that they didn't know what was wrong my dad was kind of clueless at one point and he's like you know like what's wrong like why can't you be happy you've got all these things you'd be happy and i just told him like i don't know like when i was younger i had to train myself not to feel this way now but when i was younger if i was happy about something my mind immediately thought okay we got to find out there's something you're supposed to be upset about remember remember that thing you're supposed to be upset about and then i'll think about thing oh and i feel pain in my chest that went on all the way through high school all the way through high school so let's go back to the weight thing i started losing weight right started losing weight didn't lose weight on my mind but guess what started chopping it down 30 pounds 40 pounds later 50 pounds 60 pounds dropping weight but see i never saw it i never saw it you can you, you sit here and talk to some of the people that met me like we're walking through walmart the people that i know when i would go to the school people talk to me oh my god you're looking so good i'm like it's not enough it's not enough for me it wasn't enough for me because i hadn't joined the army yet it wasn't enough for me and the reason the reason i'm talking about all, everybody saying stuff to me is because when i started this weight loss journey they are basically what the kids my it was actually my senior year starting out what they do is they they take the senior kids or anybody that is uh that's getting ready to join the military they take the kids to the seniors or who are you know everybody's joining the military and they put you on a stage and they sit there and they make an announcement to the entire school with parents like this is everything and the announcement was, hey, these are the kids that are going going to go into the military right out of high school. We want to congratulate them and everything. Majority of the kids that stood up there had already signed with the military. They already had a graduate. They already had like a, a date. They were going to go to basic training. I was the only dumbass up there that had nothing. Nothing. I stood up there. You know, I got called to the office before I went and miss, and I love her to death. I'm not going to say her name. Love her to death. She's sweet. She, I mean, she's like a second, second or third mom to me, but she's like, Lance, I need to know if you're really going to do this, because if you say you're really going to do it, like we're going to recognize you up at the, the stage. We need to know if you're, we need to know if you're really going to do this thing. If you're really going to lose weight and join the army. And I said, I said, yes, ma'am, I am and she said okay she said we can put you on the stage then you know and i it's not necessarily i wanted to be on the stage i didn't want to recognize i felt like a fool i felt like an idiot stood on that stage as people clapped and looked at me looked at me at 260 pounds of dumbass that's what i looked like so i lost all that weight guess what it comes to the point where i get into the military right sign i officially make weight I'm not going to get into the story of of me trying to get trying to get into meps the weight loss i'm not going to get into that because it's another story for another day but listen i lost all that weight right got into the army lost all that weight it was still almost not enough for me and it was not enough for the army at the one point but the biggest thing that i want to talk about today is i went on to go to hawaii still struggling with weight 
And you're like, how could you do that if you went from 260, that's like 265 pounds, to 175 pounds? How can you sit there and it not be enough for you? That's a total of almost 80 pounds. And I lost almost 80 pounds, or at least 80-something pounds, more. Not good at quick math right now. Um, I lost all that weight. I got to Hawaii, and I sat there, and I let the military tell me that my weight wasn't enough. I let a girl or two here and there tell me my I didn't look good enough for my weight. Guess what? I had the same exact mind in my head from when I was 260 pounds. And you know what? I started to believe what I used to believe when I was 260 pounds is that I wasn't enough and I was too fat. You know what happens when you start believing in something? It happens. I started gaining weight. I got injured, started gaining more weight. And everybody around me was just telling me, you're this, you're that, you're, you're getting too fat. You're, you, my uniform would fit a little tight and it, I, I, would, I would stress eat, right? Because food was the only thing that saved me at that point. So the injury on top of me getting bigger, I, I tried to crack down on it. I tried to crack down. I tried to get help from my buddy uh, Isaac and I started, play, started working out with him. Everything was going great until something else happened within the unit. We Guess what? We no longer could work out anymore with him. And there's nothing against Isaac, you know, he didn't do anything wrong. It was, it was something else, but I had to do like remedial with the, with the rest of the unit. And it just, it not, it was no longer one-on-one -on -one with me and Holly. And what happened was, is, um, I started having to get, I started getting put in more stressful situations. Well, you're, I think I'm already fighting depression and my anxiety. I'm having panic attacks and I, I'm dating someone I shouldn't be dating and she, She's basically putting me in a deeper, darker hole un unintentionally. And I started breaking down stress eating. And then when I wouldn't stress eat, I would try to go a couple of days without eating to the point where like I'd try to make weight because you had to do monthly or I want to say monthly weigh-ins, I think it was, or, or two-week weigh-ins where they got to see if you're making progress or they're going to kick you out of the army. So I started having those weigh-ins and I would starve myself, sit in a sauna, I would work out ungodly amount of hours and like I was putting so much stress on my body that I'd pass out. There used to, there's this thing called a, you know, an Epsom bath, you know, I, I said this thing called like it's some kind of special thing, but, um, this Epsom bath. So I'd, I'd get the water extremely hot, like to the point where it almost burned my skin or it did, in some cases it did burn my skin. I would sit in that Epsom bath and basically just pour almost uh, like a good cup, two cups of Epsom salt in the bathtub and I'd sit in it. And I was like, every time I get in, I'm like, okay, we're, today we're gonna do 15 minutes and then we'll do another 15 minutes. We'll do a 30 minute total, blah, blah, blah. Five minutes in, I was dying. Like everybody's taking the Epsom bath. That's, see, it's, it's different for me because it was extremely, extremely hot and I was sweating profusely. So five minutes went by, 10 minutes, that 15 minutes was up. I'd crawl out of the bathtub, like almost crawl out of the bathtub. And I'd go lay down on the floor because if I didn't lay down on the floor, because the temperature was so different in my room, I'd almost pass out. So I had to like get on it, try to run to the floor, lay on the floor to keep myself from passing out. And I'd try to drop pounds that way. I remember dropping 10 pounds in one night just so I could make weight the next morning. And this, everything just got to this vicious cycle of, of 
I'm not good enough. I still believed in my mind I wasn't good enough. I didn't have any confidence anymore. I lost everything. I lost my will. I lost my drive. I lost my belief in myself. And this is all running back to the fact that I didn't spray the fucking weed that I had in my mind of I believed what my ex told me seven years ago, eight years ago, when she told me that I was too fat. They didn't want to sleep with me because of my weight. Ever since she deeply rooted that and including my childhood of being bullied, I never got rid of the mindset of I'm too fat, I'm not worth anything. I never got rid of that mindset. 80 pounds down, still had the same fat boy mindset that I wasn't enough. You know what that did? It did nothing but sprout so many problems for me. And at this point, with everything that's happening, I, I go on to, um, I go to hang out with my girlfriend at the time. Um, and she's she's hanging out with her friend that come from Boston, and uh, they come. She flew she flew her friend to Hawaii. Whatever they're hanging out, they're eating at a dinner at a dinner. I get done with remedial PT. They're like, hey, you come eat dinner with us, or at least come sit with us. She knew that I had weigh in a couple days and I wasn't eating. I think this was my second day of not eating, and I had like one day left before I get weighed the next day. I think the next morning, I believe it was. Um, and I go up there, and they're eating, and. Uh, her and her friend are talking to me and they kind of bring up the situation I'm in the army and it's like it's bullshit you look fine you, you look great blah 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 you know me all I can think about is everything in my head right so it didn't fucking matter what they said and I tried to listen but it doesn't work not especially not my fucking depression anxiety um and she's like look just Lance you're hungry just eat a fry eat a fry Lance just eat it just it's, it's, it's just a fry it's not gonna hurt you know at least give you something on your belly right I started crying that moment right then and there, I started crying because it just was too much on me, too much on my mind, too much on my body, too much on and on everything. And it brought back how I felt as a kid, you know, like scared to eat in front of people because people would use that as ammunition for me. And um, uh, I, 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 I started crying. I went home. I just, I just went home. I weigh in the next morning, passed way in. I was fine. I had a high, you know, felt good. I would break down and I'm like, okay, cool. I can, I can eat something finally, you know, it's great. Um, it got to the point where my, my girlfriend at the time, um, I was fixed. I can feel, I could feel when I was having an anxiety or a panic attack, I, I could feel it coming. I knew it was coming. So I felt, I felt like I was fixing to have an attack or I felt like I was fixing to just spiral down here really fast. And it was on a Friday night. And it was like maybe 5, 6.30 p.m. I told my girlfriend, I was like, look, I said, I said, did my girlfriend already move back to Boston, by the way? She had, ju she had just moved back to Boston. So um, she was going to have to start visiting me or like we were going to work something out. I can't remember what we we're going to do. But she had just moved back to Boston at the time. And I could feel this attack coming, right? So I called, I called her. And I was like, hey, it's like, I'm, I'm having a really rough time. Like, I can tell I'm having a panic attack tonight. Like, I can tell something's wrong. Like, can, can you just be here for me? She's like, look, well, I'm, I'm going out with my friends tonight. You know, like, um, I would just have to like, I don't know, maybe I'll text you when I can. And I'm like, wow, okay. So I'm by myself again. Cool. It's best feeling in the world, right? The best feeling for somebody who's depressed and, uh, depressed and has anxiety and all that shit is to be alone. It's the best feeling in the world. No, it's, it's, I'm, I'm BSing. Like, it's terrible. So she goes to this party or like this, she goes to the club. I don't know. It's some kind of like 
dance. I don't know. It was some kind of party. It was, it was a party, basically what it was. It was some kind of club party, whatever. They're going out, get drinks at a bar or something. And I texted her. I was like, look, I said, it's, it's really bad. Like, at this point, I knew it was 10 times worse than it's ever been. And, like, I was actually starting to get afraid I was going to hurt myself. So I didn't text her that. I just told her, I was like, look, I really need you. Um, it's getting really bad. Like, I just, you know, I, I don't it's not working my my medication's not working i need help like something and like she texts back she's like look she's like i'm out having a good time with my friends tonight look i'll talk to you tomorrow most of you are not going to believe that believe that she said that she straight up told me she would talk to me tomorrow she's like look i'm hanging out with my friends i'll talk to you tomorrow that was it man that was the last straw that was the last thing I remember. I went to the store, bought me, I would believe it was either a half gallon or a whole gallon of, of oh no, I, I think it was like a, a gallon or a half gallon of crown, crown apple. Um, no, I'm so sorry, I'm wrong. Um, I already had a bottle of crown from a while ago. I don't remember how I got it. Um, I had already gotten a bottle of crown. I had it in my freezer. I hadn't really touched it sitting there. And I was like, I said, maybe if I drink, um, and I said this to myself and it's, it's terrible that I had this mindset, but I said to myself, maybe if I drink enough, I'll actually stop being a coward and I'll take my own life. I did. That's the exact words I said. I started drinking and I started to feel better. And I was like, okay, maybe I can just drink it. You know, make me feel better, blah, blah, blah. And I started feeling good and I started playing my game and I was having a good time. I was having fun with friends that I was playing with on the game. And then they got off and guess what? Just me again, me and my thoughts. And I started drinking, 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 drinking. Next thing you know, I, I had almost half the bottle to almost like almost gone. And um, I started to finally feel, you know, that's something or whatever. And everything started getting deeper and deeper. And my thoughts started getting worse and worse. And I thought about it, I was like, I started crying. I was like, maybe, maybe this is it, you know? Maybe I'm not meant to live anymore. I'm meant to just be a martyr for people to get help when they need to get help. I said, maybe that's what I need to be is just a reminder of why you should help people and not hurt people. So I got to the point where I got on the balcony and uh, I went up to the seventh floor and I got one leg over. I got one leg over. We didn't have access to weapons. We, didn't, I, I, I'm not a person who likes to cut myself. I don't even like knives. <laughs> so I got to the balcony. I got one leg over, and I was bawling. I could only get one leg over, and then I, I, I pulled my leg back and I think or whatever, and I was so mad at myself that I couldn't jump yet. That that I, and at the same time, I was so mad at my my girlfriend at the time because. How do you put somebody in a situation where they're alone when you know they fight this this thing in their head that they can't control? But like I'd had like I'd had a few other nights like this with when I was in a relationship with her that I had these rough nights and she knew she was there and she was like, yeah, she's like, it's not that big of a deal and I'd be fine the next day. So she thought, oh, he'll be fine the next day. It's okay. It's just an episode, right? You can't think that way when it comes to depression, man. And I called. I called her. I was, I was furious, man. I was so mad at her. I was like, "How could you do this to me?" You know, 
how could you you knew i was on the edge for everything going on the army them telling me that they're possibly going to kick me out everything and she she acted really harshly towards me at first but then she started freaking out because i seriously convinced her at this point i was like i, I even convinced myself that i was going to take my own life and i hung up and i got on the balcony again this time i had both legs i made both legs over staring down the ground look up at the stars staring back down at the ground and i was trying to figure out the best way to do it so that i didn't feel any pain and if i should jump head first jump head first or should i just jump out and lay like i'm laying down on a bed started crying again and i thought of my little brother luke and then i thought about my family my dad and my mom and them and i said no nah. i said maybe maybe everybody just be okay without me right like there's there's no reason for me to be here and um i don't know why i i got back off the railing and i i i think i think my my dad like i got back off the railing then my dad called like right after um or like right during i don't it's it's fuzzy man and uh he called me and i didn't answer i didn't answer the first four or five times he called me i believe and then he called me again and i answered and he was trying to just talk me down he's like look man you know you know like i was like i just don't want to be here blah blah, blah. hung up on him and he's like texting me he's like son are you okay like talk to me he's, he's texting me a lot you know and um i didn't know this at the time my my girlfriend at the time she had called the she had called my dad and my mom and then my dad and my mom had got the police the military police to to head to start heading my way um i was fixing to get back up on the railing i was bawling at this point i couldn't see it was so blurry i was fixing to get back up on the railing and i, I think i had finally i had told my dad i loved him i think i'd, I'd been i'm ready i texted him told him i love him i couldn't talk to him and i was ready to do it and this guy come up this guy comes up his name is jackson and he had he is i think he was below like the sixth balcony or seventh uh, he was like below the seventh balcony and he heard me and he he just walked up and then he, he like put his arms on the railing next to me i'm sitting down on the ground uh and he goes he goes it's a beautiful night ain't it and I, he's just so smooth he's so smooth and and i was like yeah it's it's a beautiful night man yeah it's it's nice and he's like what's going on man talk to me and i and i just started bawling even more man and to this day i'm gonna tell you straight up that i wasn't gonna i wasn't gonna take my life because i was again i was against my family or i was against my girlfriend at the time i was gonna take my life because i fully believed that i didn't belong here that i didn't deserve it but when he come and talk to me and he calmed me down he saved my life because i i would have taken my life he he saved my life because he stood there and he talked to me like he cared and he didn't even know me he didn't know who i was um i had never met him before but he sat down next to me and he talked to me he gave me some water he took my drink away that I had and he was like, look, man, you know, he's just talking to me and he's he's like, look, man, I, I hope that um, I hope that everything gets better for you, man, because because, you you know, people need you. Your family needs you, you know, like 
you may not see it now, but that doesn't mean they don't need you. And um, that by that time, the the military police showed up and they didn't have their sirens on. They were kind of quiet about it, so they they uh they come up the stairs. It's like, hey man, you all right? You know, everybody took it this situation really well, and to be su surprising, like they didn't come up there and act like I was some kind of criminal. Obviously, they shouldn't, but you you know how some people act, not police, just some people act in general like blaming me instead they all were like cool like hey man can you just come step down with us whatever you know just come sit in the cop car blah blah, blah. and th this time they had all the lights on because it was like an emergency and then the ambulance I, I believe they had to have an ambulance or I they were gonna send an ambulance or something but they had all the lights on and at this point everybody in the barracks knew something was up and my, my sergeant uh sergeant reyes is like at this point you got to understand that I loved all my guys in the unit. There was a lot of us. I think there was eight, eight of us total. I, I can't remember off the top of my head. Maybe more than that. And we were all like brothers. But I let this this thing in my mind tell me that I wasn't really cared for and loved by anybody. And I believe that. So my sar my sergeant is standing there on the sidewalk, like looking at me underneath the barracks, and like he's like got his hands in his hair, and he's like he's like freaking out because he doesn't know what's happening. He wants to know if I'm okay, and like I'm talking about a guy that I had no idea had these type of feelings towards me when it comes to like he he cared for me, and like that right there made me cry a little bit more because I thought like maybe there's somebody else that actually cares, you know, and when I tell you that. I got taken to the hospital and um, I had to stay in basically it's like a psych ward kind of um, had to go through treatment and stuff like that and every one of my boys came came and saw me they came and saw me and like that's when I realized they really cared about me and who I was and everything I had going on and uh this whole episode it went longer than I wanted it to but it's it's something in my that stays in my heart and I didn't even tell you everything that happened too um but the whole moral of the story is, is that until you change your mindset and you're more self-aware of who you really are you're never going to be able to get out of the hole that you're in and uh only it took me getting in the hospital and and finally talking and talking to my dad more and being more open with my dad and understood like what i meant to people that i finally realized that i needed to change my mind not just my body and uh to put a little bit of ice on the cake um if you want to know what kind of girlfriend i had at the time and yeah it might have been stressful for her but she broke up with me while i was in the hospital literally on the phone in the hospital and then she wanted to check up on me but she didn't she said it was too much for her to like, you know, in order for anybody remembers this when they tried to talk to me when I was in the hospital was that you had to call the hospital nurse, which was one number they gave us. You had to call the nurse. The nurse had to go, yes, let me check and see if he's available. You can only call from 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. So let me go check and see if he's available. It was like early in the morning, you know, because I'd been in the hospital overnight. Let me see if he's available. Yeah, he is. He's, he's on the phone now. I'm transferring you now. Transfer the phone that's next to the desk and I talk to you. That's as simple that's as simple as it was. She told me that if I wanted to talk to her, that I'd have to call her. Because it was too much for her to call the nurse and get transferred to the little phone next to me. If that doesn't tell you what kind of person I was with, 
then I don't know what will. Because a little as little effort as she possibly could. Then she broke up with me when she finally did talk to me more, you know? And she told me, she kept telling me this. This is the funniest thing to me was that she told me that no matter what happened between us, even like after we broke up, she said, no matter what happened between us, when I get out of college, I can move down to Georgia or whatever, and I'll come see you and I want to be with you. And just when I finish college, I promise you, I'm going to come be with you. Guess what, guys? I'm pretty sure she's done with college and I'm in Georgia. And uh, guess what? I ain't got a phone call. But guess what? As soon as I get that phone call, I'm, you know, just hanging up. <laughs> but I, I love you guys. And I just want you to understand that um, now I've gained weight. I've gained a lot of weight. I'm almost as big as I think I am as big as I used to be uh, when I lost all that weight. I got a little bit more muscle this time. But the biggest message I'm trying to convey is, is that I'm in a way healthier place in my mind than I've ever been. And, I told, and I'm finally content with who I am. And I'm finally at the point where like, I'm happy who I am. And I look at myself now, I'm like, damn, sometimes I'm like, damn, you sexy. Damn, you sexy as hell. You got a little weight to lose though, bro. We're going to get that. We're going to knock that out. And now, yes, I'm on my second weight loss journey, but I already love who I am. I'm slowly getting to that point where I'm fully happy with myself. I still fight depression and anxiety every day, but let me tell you, I'm in a so much better place in my mind. And I hope that when I lose all this weight this time, I'll be able to appreciate all the weight I lost and I'll be able to appreciate who I am and, and everything I've been through. I love you guys. Self-awareness is key. Hope you guys have a good one.